What is up you guys? It's Luigi from Sunlight League Investors here. We have another great interview for you all. This time around, we have Mark and Hakeem over from 101 Soccer Breaks. These guys are very well-known breakers overseas. So if you are interested in starting your own breaks or want to know how to get started, or if you're just wondering how it all works, this is a great podcast to listen to. These guys go over from when they very first started 101 Soccer Breaks to where they are today, where they've been able to expand into a full-time business and how they plan to expand even further. So we are available on a bunch of platforms. So sit tight and we hope you enjoy it. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors Podcast. Uh, my name is Brian and joining with me, I have Bob and Luigi. Say hi, guys. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? And today we have a special, another special interview with huge breakers in the Singapore area. One of one soccer breaks. Mark and Hakeem. Hey guys. I wouldn't say huge though. We're pretty okay. <laughs> you're, you're being a little modest right now. You're being a little be modest. Humble. No, you, you know, whenever it's it's funny. Um, whenever uh-huh. we hear people talk about breaking and everything outside of Europe, your names, your uh-huh. company comes up actually in Facebook groups and everything like that. So, you know, the fact that we hear about it, we're not even in, you know, we can't even buy um in singapore you know so that means you guys have a name but no don't be so modest guys why don't you guys do a quick two minute three minute introduction though about you know uh-huh. kind of like a little snippet of your background and um uh and then we'll go from there okay yeah so um we're one-on-one soccer breaks i mean me and hakim is uh basically we're a breaking channel in singapore i think currently we have about thousand five members uh and we break like every single soccer product so you won't catch us with like basketball or baseball too often but we have everything soccer uh yeah and i think we are one of maybe there's like four to five breakers in southeast asia Uh, but i would like to assume we are the biggest group there and um yeah we've been breaking since 2018 that was when select boxes was 70 us dollars right now it's a thousand yeah so like we went through like the dark days and we went through the good days. And we went through days where we couldn't feel anything and we had to buy all our spots and you know. So yeah, we have a lot of experience to share with you guys. Okay. On, like okay. the whole breaking business. And how about you, Hakeem? I, I don't want you I want you to chime in too. Uh, okay. So um how I actually started off was uh, I was actually okay, I, I know Mark for for more than eight um, years, I guess, no? Long I think yeah. about ten, so, more than um, ten, yeah. But then when, when I first started, saw, uh, saw, I saw him uh, doing these uh, breaks that was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there. And then and he, was, he was just beginning, uh, starting off. So he did like uh, one break per week kind of thing. So I'm like, why don't I join you? And we try to do more. And the, the, the target was uh, three breaks per week. But right now, I think we are doing like... <laughs> Uh, seven think, a week, one, I guess. Yeah, I think it's one oh, a wow. day on, on average. Yeah. So that, that's how we have grown since then. Yeah, and then I I can easily remember when I started my first break. Um, it was on Valentine's Day, twenty nineteen. Oh wow! I oh mean, wow! Was, was yeah. your missus um, okay with that? <laughs> yeah, we were in the shop together. Like, how do you how do you justify that though? Like, you know, you call your your missus and say, "Hey, I'm gonna be late. 
I'm going to just do a car shop. I'm going to be at a car shop really late at night on Valentine's Day. Like, how, that, how do you roll that? Uh, I should be no, no clue. The, the, good, the good thing is that I, I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah, so, oh, okay. so that's not an okay. issue for me. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, and, and, and the first break that I did, I pulled the one of one. So that's what the? Yeah. Is that how you got your name? <laughs> yeah. That's where I, I somehow get my name of uh, the comedy Magic Hands. <laughs> oh. ah, so yeah, I, I, and then from then on, I keep putting one of ones and insane uh, autos like uh, Ronaldo's and Messi's almost in every other breaks. So yeah, oh. yeah that's where that's where I get my name, my nickname. <laughs> you heard it there first, guys. If you want a one of one, you go to one of one soccer breaks. There we go. <laughs> if you want some luck, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that, that's but, awesome. Well, well, yeah, let me back up a little bit. Can I back up a little bit? Yeah. Actually, I thought yeah, it was sure. really interesting um, how Hakeem was saying that you guys met when he was he was your customer, right, Mark? Yeah, that was uh, back in 2018. So I was breaking on my own. Um, and I, I mean, I had somebody helping me. Uh, and Hakeem was actually a customer. I, because I knew that Hakeem was a soccer fan. Because for the longest time, all I ever seen wear were soccer jerseys. So I just assume he's a big soccer fan, and I just also realized, and I also realized that uh, he collected Panini stickers, he completed mm. sticker books, and he's inside like sticker swap groups. Um, so it was like at that point, hobby collecting was pretty small in Singapore. I was right, I would right. say that's maybe like ten to twelve uh, different collectors. I think it was not very big. Like I'm talking about like you know your chromes and your your prisms. Yeah, and uh, there was only one other one store in Singapore that does it, and uh, it was like basically a pretty small store. So no, it, soccer doesn't wasn't really big back then. Like it basically there was like almost like people threw away Mbappe base. I mean, like Mbappe base cards. Like I, yeah. I think Hakim has a story. Hakim threw away like <laughs> all his Mbappes that were weren't like inserts or or parallels. So, like, that yeah. was how crazy, like, soccer was back then. Nobody actually cared about rookie cards. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, Hakim was one of my... Uh, Hakim, I asked Hakim to join me, like, uh, as the customer. And then he enjoyed it. And then we decided to work together after a while because we worked together before. We were working in a card shop together. But it was uh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, and the Japanese card game card shop. Mm. So, we have the expertise in, in terms of the trading card sector. We wanted to bring it into the sports collecting world, which was really, really fresh in Asia uh, in regards right, to right. soccer. Yeah. So, so that's how he joined me. So, so yeah, and I wanted to highlight on that because a lot of times people want to work in the sports card industry and, uh -huh. you know, they're always like, you know, how can I do it? And it's just simply, Hakeem was just a customer, built a rapport with you and literally, yeah. you know, he obviously likes the sport and that it just made two and two together. And that's how you guys started yeah. in the sports card industry. You know, I think it's just so, yeah. super interesting to me because that's a lot of people sometimes want to leave, leave their industry to get into the sports card industry and they don't really know how to do it. Um, they just go ahead deep. Um, but one way is basically just, you know, right place, right time, ask. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, I mean, that's there's, awesome. there's three of us actually. There's me, Hakim, and there's Josephine. So, right. Josephine does our graphics and she does our marketing. So, like, mm -hmm. I think you communicated with Josephine before through Instagram. Yes. So, she does basically those things. Whereas, I, I do the finance and the uh, product management side and uh, Hakim does the logistics and the breaking. So, to be honest, back then, 
I think one person was enough. If you're breaking one case a week or two cases a week, one person is enough. But like, when it goes to like seven, eight cases a week, you know, you probably need a team to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't do it, really do it alone. So, how long have you guys been uh, breaking though, technically? Uh, I think so. Valentine's Day, two thousand eighteen. Was Hakim's? Uh, eh? Was it 2019? 2019 was Hakim's yeah, 2019. Uh, start date. Yeah, for me, I think it was October 2018 or earlier, like January 2000, uh, June 2018. I, I don't remember. I think it's July. July, July 2000, almost. So almost I, two I, years. I started my first break with you was in August 2018. Ah. Yeah, so about about two years ish. Okay, uh, awesome. And I started it because, like, I was just buying cases of the A-card world to open it on my own. So, and, like, a Panini World Cup case was, like, what, 800 US for a case? So, like, $60 a box or $65 That's box. how much packs go so, for now, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, I was just breaking it on my own. And uh, I was joining, like, Cyrus from Soccer Breaker FC, GV, uh, US Box Break. So, like, those guys were, like, there already. So, I was just joining them. And after I was like, hey, you know, in Asia, there's like basically one other breaker who's like pretty small. He only breaks like once a week. And I really want to break more. And I enjoyed the process of opening packs, looking at cards. Mm. So, you know, me and Josephine decided, hey, you know what? Let's just start this. Try it out. And I think on our first case, we're pretty lucky. We had one customer who has been with us till now. A few customers that have been with us till now who were like my friends in the collecting industry. Like they collected big card. So they come, came and support me and uh, that's how we got the ball rolling. I mean, my first case, I think I, I, I took like 40-50% of my own spots. Like, those that kind of sell, I just take it on my own. But, you know, uh, but, I'm happy but that let's I did that. Break now, that let's break, can we break that down? I'm sorry. Like, let, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but let's break that down to like, I yeah. think a lot of times people come into it, they want to start breaking. Because, um, yeah. you know, breaking soccer cards, I mean, that looks like a fun, I'm not breaking sports cards in general or cards in general. It's uh -huh. like, seems like a really fun thing to do. Uh -huh. But there was a time period where you were just talking, I know we talked on the phone a while back, how uh -huh. you know, there was a time where it was very tough for you guys, right? Like you guys were just saying, yeah. you know, I mean, you were just talking about how you bought 50% of the breaks yourself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. Um, so, so I guess one thing was like, what, what made you guys kept sticking through though, right? Like what? What made you kind of say, you know, this is a viable business? Because in the beginning, it's kind of like you don't have any profits or anything like that. But yeah. um, I, I think we kept going through I think it. me and Hakim did it for the passion. Like, mm. to be really honest with you, like, even now, it's not really prof profit first. It's more like customer first, selling the lifestyle first. Like, because we enjoy this current, like, collecting lifestyle. And it's a very Americanized, Westernized culture. It's not really big right. in Asia. So... Like, for us, it was more like, even though we're losing money in some of the months, I, I actually, maybe for the whole of the first first year, we're not making that much money. We're just making, like, maybe $20 a case or $30 a case. But we, we still enjoyed it because, like, when somebody hits something big, we congratulate them. And they're really happy to hit something. And, like, you know, we are, like, expanding our passion for collecting to other people. So, right. it was, we never actually thought about the profits for quite a while. We were just, like, doing it because, like, both of us have our own day jobs. We were just mm -hmm. doing it because it's like, you know, like a part-time thing and it was fun to us. And then eventually it grew bigger and bigger. Right. So like we never, we always focus on lifestyle first before the profits. It was never about the profits with us. Yeah. And, so Mark, yeah, since um, the start. Yeah. I know you said at the beginning it was kind of tough because you guys weren't making that much profit, but 
Yeah. And today, actually, as of today, are you guys making enough profit to consider this or actually do this a full time or is it still a part time for you guys? It's now a full time for us because now currently we have a full team. Right. So it's full, it's full time for us. So we slowly upgrade it. Like we slowly upgrade our process. Once we're like, you know, making let's say $50 case or $100 case, then we started hiring like, hey, you know what? Maybe to make this easier, we could hire somebody to help us sort the cards. You know, and then, you know, we could hire somebody to do this and do that. So we slowly built the team. So we were building on like, zero, like we're building on zero profits. And every time we have like a major influx of, of money, we don't like, like keep it for ourselves. We use it to improve the business. We use it to wow. acquire things. We use it to, uh, you know, like for example, right now we have express, we have this express shipping, uh, shipping option for people and we had to like do that. Like, we, like it was losing us money, but we did that for people so that people would continue buying from us. Um, so yeah, so we always reinvested our profits into building the community, uh, reinvesting the profits to uh, building our business. So, uh, I mean, right now, yes, we're making some money. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just points. I don't want people to miss these points. That's why uh, when yeah. people are listening. So like, yeah. you know, I think one of the mind-blowing things you were talking about is, you know, uh, you're saying lifestyle first, yeah, scaling first instead of profits. Because yeah. I think a lot of times, which is fine, I think whatever the goal yeah. is, and I think a lot of people that are going to be listening to this are going to be kind of, are thinking about breaking, right? And they're going to be thinking, you know, <laughs> how can I, how can I scale? How can I um, great create a team but sometimes when we forget that you guys had to take a hit technically a hit and to reinvest yeah. into your business right yeah um so yes it's one and like uh for example like the easiest way to to start a business because i'm a business developer is to literally um cannibalize your the market right get customers from other breakers mm. and then start it from oh, there Oh, here we go but, here we go yeah so that's number one but I think me and Hakim from the really early stage, we realized that that was not sustainable. That was like, if you're going to just take customers from other breakers, it's yeah. not sustainable at all. So from the start, what I did was like, for example, how I approached Hakim to join this lifestyle or like to, to start collecting. And now he's, then he became a loyal customer of mine. It's about like finding new customers in different spots. Like example, if you have like a lot of friends who are watching soccer, like we used to, me and my friends watch soccer every week together. But instead of like uh, taking new customers from other breakers, I convert them into my customers. Like these people who have no idea what collecting is, sell them what collecting is or introduce to them what collecting is. And uh, if they like it, they pick it up and you know, they, uh, they become your first customers. And those are more, those kind of customers is more sustainable than like, you know, getting a customer from a different breaker and asking them, hey, I'm going to sell you $1 cheaper or that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's um, that's one way how you scale. It's not about not about getting other uh, people, uh, other people from uh, different breaks, but you know, creating your own customers. Right. Well, well, let's break it, break this down though. Like, how about you know, like me, right? Let's say for some example, yeah. somebody like me wants to get into breaking. Like, what would you be the first recommendation um to get into breaking? Right. I guess the first thing is I I think you said you know you got do you have the right passion for it. Um, you know, seeing yeah. immediate profits are gonna be very tough. Um, yeah. but what other challenges do you think is, you know, people don't, for, don't know about running a, a breaking, uh, channel, breaking group, breaking business. Logistics, knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. Logistics, knowledge. I, for me, knowledge, I, I, I think I leave it to Hakim because Hakim has to like 
literally scour eBay or like read so many articles or like, you know, just get watch sports in and out just to get knowledge so that when you watch uh, Hakim's break, you know, you get some some like snippets of information as well. Like ah, did Neymar okay. store yesterday, you know, like how how is this card doing in this market? How is Haaland doing in this this market? Like is this base card still holding pricing? So like that's one thing that you that that people uh has a mi- misconception of is like uh you need to have a lot of knowledge while breaking. It's not only just like you just think whatever in your mind. You have to do your own research as well. So, and yeah, so you you really have to be really on the ball like almost every day, reading up soccer news, transfer rumors. Uh, so you know that you can you know feed this information to your customers or the, or your viewers as well. So basically, people will come back. So it's repeat customers yeah. essentially, right? So it's, yeah, it's more like, a, like you, you watch a break where you have like an equity in and you also like, you know, find some inf- a useful information because we, are, we, we both love the sport of soccer. We, love, we both love the competitive soccer field. So, you know, we want to like give that information to our customers as well. So uh, yeah, like who's doing well, who's the next new rookie, you know, they can like, who, who, who should we watch, you know? And them. Sell it to me. Sell it to me. If you're listening, guys, sell, sell the title items yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, so uh, on on yeah. my part, on your point um, about what what is actually the the uh, the things that people don't see about the breaking portion of it, I think I think the breaking part, okay, the selling part, you have to be be a good salesman to sell the spots, all right? And then the breaking part is actually quite easy. You just have to have a camera, a microphone. And just open packs and yeah, everything else is done for you. But the most important thing that people do not know is actually the sorting, the packing, taking care of the cards. Logistics. And making sure that the cards goes to the customer back for the amount that they pay. Mm, How you treat the cards and giving it down back to the customers, that's what's the most important thing. That's where your customers will stay and then keep breaking with you. Interesting yeah. points. Yeah. How um like how difficult was it for you guys to start receiving like the boxes to be able to break? Was there a point where you guys had to maybe know the right people, reach out to certain connections, or like how do you start about mm. that? Or was your first boxes just straight from like eBay buys? Okay, like uh, at the start in two thousand seventeen, two thousand sorry two thousand eighteen, it was mostly just from eBay buys because they were just so cheap anyway. Mm. Yeah, wow. it was just yeah, it was just so cheap anyway. Like, we, like for example, you buy a box at like seventy US dollars, and you're talking about like World Cup Prism kind of boxes, right? Where it's right. because no one cares about soccer back then, so everything <laughs> was underpriced. Um, so you just need to buy it from 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 these distributors and and uh, not distributors, but you buy it from like uh your retailers and you just break your own on like like five dollar box margin or something like that. Which is why I don't think most people went into into breaking at the start, and now everybody wants to. Be, to hop on mm. uh, and then but the things that uh, I, I come from the trading card industry so I do Magic the Gathering and uh, I do Pokemon as well so I know people in the industry that does this so I just basically drew my connection map and found uh, basically other big uh, big retailers and big distributors who are willing to give to provide me products so it, that, that path now is harder to build it was easier to build back then because like yeah. If you want, if you called up like a distributor and say, "Hey, I want forty cases of 2018 Prism," they will call you every week and say, "Do you want more?" <laughs> right now, it's like, wow, you know, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's it's a different market now. So it, right now, it's really tough for you to 
uh, to get products. Like right now, our biggest uh, problem is that inventory is really hard to get. Back right. then, it wasn't about inventory. Back then, it was how we could sustain the profitability or sustain uh, not losing money. But right now, it's just that we can't get enough inventory. Yeah. Well, so wait, for, for a person that wants to get in, right? Like, let's say, huh? like, I guess I'm just using myself as an example or I'll just yeah. Bob. Bob, for example. Okay, Bob. Is that cool? Yeah, Bob. Let's say Bob <laughs> wants to get into uh, breaking now, right? Well, is there a yeah. good, a good, um, advice like what type of route you would recommend because you know the reason why I'm, i, I want to ask this question is just because right. like i said i think there's a lot of people that want to get into breaks and they just don't know where to start um I, and let's just say you know he's passionate about cards he is you know there for the cause um, okay i i think looking at if you're american right there's yes. a lot of sports cars mom and pop stores out there i'm pretty yeah. sure they'll need somebody to do something like that Mm, you know, okay. like I think if I was so we 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 are in Singapore, so we we have a totally different route from, uh, from somebody who's in America. But if Americans listening, if you look at your local game store or local card store, um, I'm pretty sure there is a need for somebody to uh do breaking. If there isn't a breaker in the store already, you can generate profits for them, and you can uh, generate like cash flow because you're selling and buying at the same time, um. You can look for your local card store and you can work from there if you're close to the owner. Uh, if not, you just have to make your connections, man. You just have to look for distributors. But the problem is that right now, distributors, they are just tapped out as well. They don't have enough products to sell everyone. And even wow. if they have products to sell everyone, they would give it to people who have been there longer as well. So, right. you know, it's, it's going to be pretty tough. But if you work with somebody who's already in the market, in the industry, you know, uh, it's probably easier for you and you, you, it's probably easier for you, basically. If not, it's pretty tough to draw the roadmap right now. Yeah, yeah like I, I think, I think that's good to know. I think that that's really good to yeah. um, point out, though, because I think a lot of times people make excuses on why they can't start a break, but it's so doable to actually start a break if you have the right reasons, if you go out and look for your own resources. But yeah. I just think, um, you know, I think it, those are really great points that you pointed out. And sometimes people just need to hear it, <laughs> you know, just yeah. figure it out. Right. Cause it's yeah, a different time back then. Back then it was just different. Yeah. And like when they, different. when people, yeah. And I think it's really silly when people compare um, 2017 and try to equate it to 2019, you know, it's a different game. It's a different market. You just got to figure it out. So I think that's great. Um, great yeah. advices. Uh, but yeah. so what do you think though, as, as in like, Oh, sorry. Can you want to add something in there? No, no, no. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so what, what I wanted to talk about is like, you know, with the sports card hobby, the soccer card hobby, do you see other, you know, what, what demographics as an age groups do you guys see coming into the hobby though? You know, like I, I think a lot of times people try to talk about the Asian market and, mm -hmm. you know, they have conceptions. I think one of the biggest um, conceptions they have um, or views they have or, judgment they have is like you know asian markets prefer the high dollar and stuff um 101 mm -hmm. gold whatever i mean i, I prefer it too you know <laughs> um, <laughs> we all do um but how true is that um in you guys opinions you know are people you know just in america i'll give you an example in america people prefer cards you know stickers are not really mm -hmm. that huge and i keep trying to tell them you know uh stickers are gonna be huge one day because in europe it's mm -hmm. a huge culture phenomenon so, mm -hmm. but in the Asian market, what do you guys see right now that people in Asia are um, flocking towards? 
Okay, Hakim, do you want to answer this? Or should I answer it? Because okay, I feel um, that be, on, uh, on my on my point of view, so far as I've uh, known and talked to all most of my customers who are from the Asia region, um, most of them are into the investment portion now because they they can see that oh I mm. buy a rookie that is not um not a big I, thing yet uh, yeah and then weeks to come suddenly the the money goes up so most of them are doing onto the investment but there are also a a huge uh group of them that actually buys the players they want so it's more of a fan kind of thing like I like this player I only collect this player they are not into into investment. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's still still a still varies and de- depending on each individual. So there's not really a right or wrong answer to this. I, okay. I think for one on one soccer breaks as well. The the only way you can actually fill up a break if everybody's an investor, you cannot fill up a break. Mm. So you do need to have like some investors, some fan clubs, some player supporters. Uh, because then they buy different, yeah. Some they buy different things, and then we can fill up breaks. So you kind of need to hit all demographics for you to, you know, have easier time to fill up breaks. If not, like your finest, all you're gonna sell is Salzburg, and you're not gonna sell anything else. So right. like you, you do need to find customers of different uh, demographics for you to to uh, to to fill a break. Yeah, yeah. Those are good points because, like, I think sometimes we just think. Um, especially people here, they're just like, okay, Asian market, we got, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll always buy the signature 101 or yeah. the, um, you know what I'm saying? Like they have the, the yeah. misconception, like, you know, we watch Crazy Rich Asians, you know, the, our misconception <laughs> is everybody, everybody in Singapore is rich. No, man. So I think it's really cool that you guys are talking about there are collectors and, you know, regular investors, you know, getting into the, the market. It's not just, yeah. oh, high-end collectors, you know, it just, it just happens to be that some, there's some of these collectors are high-end <laughs> in Asia <laughs> uh, showing mm-hmm. off in Instagram, right? So that, I think that's, yeah. that's a really good point to pick up. What do you guys think, yeah. boys? No, for sure. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, the way I see it now, because we, I mean, we've all seen how the market has grown here in the States, especially in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that, I mean, we've seen it ever since we started the page, we've been receiving like these messages from like all over the globe. And just to think about how it's growing in other parts of the world too. It's basically happening everywhere. And it's just... Mm. It's just insane. It's just insane when you um, when you look at it from. I mean, and I'm I'm pretty sure you guys can see it too because you guys actually were there at the beginning where like not a lot of people yeah. were paying attention to it, and then yeah. now boom, all of a sudden and like it exploded. So, hmm. but I do right. have another question for you guys though. Um, so aside from breaking, do you guys do anything else? Or do you guys provide any other services? Um, uh, services or, yeah as far as as far as your page would go or like as the business would go right uh, now we are only doing breaking but because i was in the magic industry and we do we work a lot with packet <clears throat> bgs so once in a while for local collectors we help them sell, send grading like help them send their stuff for grading wow. uh and we also like i mean it's when you come collect like in, in singapore if you come collect your cards for your breaks we, we, I mean, we spend time with you. It's like, we, we're just chit-chatting about soccer and stuff. So that's like the extra, I mean, it's not, it's not like kind of like we just give you a card and then you can just go off. You know, we, 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 will, we will, you know, talk to you about soccer. You know, we would always chat with customers for like one, two hours if they want to chat with us. Uh, and we would just give them a bit more insight on what's happening. Like, you know, yeah. what cards are going up, you know, 
what what card should be looking for and or like if you're a like if you're like a Chelsea fan like oh look, Mason Mount a goal RPA has just opened in this break and this guy has it why not you go try and look for him to buy it off him you know that that's like the little other services we do but other than breaking not so much at the moment okay. it's just like little service like customer service we give for our customers yeah, has, yeah has, awesome. have people yeah. ever asked you guys like when you when they when you guys break and for example they see the the car they're getting have they ever asked you like questions about grading and like if you guys would ever just think about just doing that grading as a, as an extra service for them or like what we do what I do sometimes or like if a customer breaks something and wants me to take a look at the car like is this gradable we'll just do that for them oh, like we we'll just wow, see if the centering's good. on it off like this if the surface is okay or not. Uh, you know that that kind of thing. We pro- we provide yeah. that kind of service, but it's not like a thing that we mention on our group. We do this. It's more like if you ask us, we're gonna help you. Right. If you ask us anything, we'll try to help you to our best of our abilities. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, I I guess I just want to expand on what uh, Luigi was asking. Um, yep. So I know you said you don't really provide grading services, but um, yep. but you would do it if people ask you, like, hey, check out this card. Like, what do you think it'll do? Yep. Um, yeah. Are you? Do you think about? Are you? Are you thinking about like expanding into that? Like having some type of grading service to be able to ship cards from like other countries to America? Or likely, you- yeah. Likely, we we were thinking about it already. It's just that right now, uh, we don't have the manpower to do so, mm. and we don't really have the process to do so. So, like building businesses is all about processes. So, like we we build a process and then we we make sure it can run with minimal effort and with high efficiency, and then we build something else. So right now we're trying to build a website. That's our next goal. That's our next goal is to build a website so we can inform people what kind of services we can provide for them. So once that process has been built, we will think about doing the grading side. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things you could do with um, with, with sports cards, right? You can be you can do uh, grading. You could actually do like something that I don't see really often in the market is like framing. Like how do how do people frame and display their cards? Oh, so like, yes. yeah. So like, yes. Yes. Mm. Dude, or like, you know, framing is, ideas, yes. shelving. So like things like that is something they want to expand into as well. So uh, right now we're trying to build the process of the website, moving our bricks into a website, uh, moving like um, uh, basically some procedure of collection and some procedure of mailing and delivery, some single sales onto the website. And then we'll start thinking about what other modules we want to build into our business. So we're still kind kind of like in the we are about the ending stage about our, our website. So it's going to it's probably going to be launched. We probably can launch it in the near future. So like on the grading side, we're just doing it as an ad hoc basis at the moment. You want something to be looked at, we help you look at it. Uh, if we're going to send a, a batch to BGS or PSA, we just do it for you. Uh, but eventually, it will be all more like it will be more on like uh, how do I put it. It will be basically structuralized, and we will going to have it in our in in the near future. Just not right now. Dude, it's so interesting you say that because you guys are one of the bigger breakers in Singapore and you guys don't have a formal website, which means, you know, I yeah. think a lot of times people people overanalyze things. Like they need to have this, need to have that, but you don't. Okay, as, so- long you, as long as you do it and pr- provide value to a certain amount of people, people will come. You don't have to be hush posh, but it'll be nice. It'll be nice. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but you don't have to be, you know? Yeah. So like me and Hakim has like this conversation before, like, Basically, when doing it just on Facebook, it brings a very personal feel to it. Right. Like you are actually right. talking to Hakim about it. And you, it's not like a faceless entity. There's a face to it. There's my, I'm there. Hakim's there. So, like, that's, that, that was one of the main reasons why we didn't want to swap to a website 
uh, when everything was hot because like buying yeah buying when buying buying a spot from a website compared to buying a spot uh, where you where it's like a you can see a face and there's people you can talk to and ask questions uh, provides different value like one is easier like if you have a website one is easier for people to purchase but uh, but and has easier like um, basically payment processes. <laughs> and bot and bots to purchase exactly, uh, <laughs> uh, and um, basically easier payment processes compared to like buying on Facebook, where it's more like a personal feel. So I think that's one thing we take pride in is that uh, we have the personal touch with the customers. So if they have any questions, they can approach me. They can approach Hakim. Even though I'm not really in, not really the I am the face of one of one. They can approach Hakim, and Hakim is happy to reply them. Yeah, adding to that, I just think like Facebook overall just feels more like a community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you if you just happen to bump up into a website, you're like, uh, I don't know about this, you know, it may be some of those um weird websites that just, you know, people make and stuff, but yeah. As far so but as, yeah, but as far as the Facebook page goes, you know, it's like you said, you know, you guys are there, there's a face to see, there's a community, there's people that have previously um, purchase uh, breaks and then they can ask yeah. so I mean it's just yeah. great yeah and the conversations as well so sometimes we, we, we do giveaways about like guest the scores and things like that and you can see like the conversations that happen through our Facebook groups so it's more like a community so we want to pride ourselves as like a community, community builder instead of like a, a, a brick and mortar retail store I mean eventually because of the, the size that we're growing we might have to convert to, to, to a website eventually but we want to try to make it make our website and our whole process as friendly as possible to any new collectors, because like right. if someone's from basketball and they want to buy a break, you know, or like someone's from a different industry and they want to check out about what breaking is, and if all they see is a website, it's going to be pretty tough for them to join. But if they see like communication happening, exactly. they see Hakim posting every day, you know, uh, and and that kind of like um, interaction with the customers, it makes them feel more comfortable. It makes them feel more like inclusive in the community. And to be, don't get me wrong, the soccer community has been amazing so far. I mean, for the last two years, if like a lot of people know I collect the German national team for Donruss. So if there anybody has like any like low parallel stuff, they know to look for me. And they, they won't even like give me a, a horrible price on it. They'll give me like as cheap as they could just for me, I could, just for me to be able to complete my collection. So that's like the kind of environment where we're trying to like, um, uh, trying sure. to produce or like yeah. to uh, nurture uh, yeah. and yeah doing it through Facebook kind of helps that exactly like exactly. yeah yeah and um because I know so the website is um definitely a thing for you guys as a business yeah. to grow um as far as looking into the future but um let's say two to three years from now like where do you guys see yourself as a business do you have do you guys have any goals set up to you know looking three years from now and see like this is where we want to be uh, I think right now we have progressed too fast uh, in the last two months or three months. That's a good it's problem. Like, That's a good problem. Boom. Yeah. It's like well, your five-year plan. Like, yeah. Like, dude, we just completed our five-year plan in two months. <laughs> like, like, kind of thing. So, so we, we're kind of like still in like a bit of a... Uh, of a shock. I would say teething stage. Yeah, yeah. So we're like still trying to figure out, okay, so we made this money. What are we going to do with it? Uh, what's the, our next step? What's our next goal? Because our goal was to build a community around sports cards in, in Asia, around the world. So, like, there's communication between every single, like, time zone. But, like, right now, I think in, if we're, if off the top of my head, in five years, we want to start a website. We still want to continue our one-on-one soccer breaks on Facebook. 
just because we just like the community feel of that. Uh, but we want to expand more into like the retailing side. Maybe you can sell boxes. We can sell boxes locally. We can sell boxes uh, within Asia because it's tough to get boxes within Asia. Uh, we want to be providing grading service. Uh, then that all those things we could work on it through our website. So still, still, still currently like not sure. We we completed our five year goal in two months, but <laughs> let's see where let's let's see where. Uh, give me like one or two more months, and maybe if you do a podcast with us again, we can tell you. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Right now, we're like ah, oh, the hell, we're just selling out of everything that we have. Next time, what we're gonna see when you guys talk, when we talk to you guys, you guys are gonna have like yeah. fifty different uh, stations. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know if we can expand that fast, especially, but you know, of course, we you never know. To, yeah, we'll, we'll try our best to be still as entertaining as uh, uh, as um, community community focus as as usual, and see how far it can take us and how, what's our direction in the future. But I, I but the thing is, I want to actually. Um, is it cool that we actually jump into like some really pro pro tips though? Cause like, I've always wondered mm. when you're breaking, you know, what are the strategies that people use to get the maximizable return on their investment? Like, I'm sure there are, I want to say holes, but there's different times. You know, I, I think one of the things I've done on accident is because I just love Valencia. Um, uh-huh. the first, the first Panini's <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, Chronicles uh, soccer breaks uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I bought a spot for like literally 15 bucks and I got like three uh-huh. Ferran Torres you uh-huh. know uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And, and, and so like is there any tips that you could give to consumers you know they're looking to breaking right like people like us what, what they should be looking out for for underpriced uh, teams or whatever you know what, what do you think buy, is the best way buy to early buy early yeah. I mean, that's so, so like simple, but it's so true. Yeah. So the thing is that breakers are humans too. They make mistakes, right? Yeah. And not only they make mistakes in pricing, we would, ne- we would have never known that Mason Green would, would break 200 at the start. So, <laughs> Mason yeah. Green. Yeah. So like we would never know Ferran Torres would break $22. So 20, I think, I, okay, to me, um, I buy a lot of Ferran Torres because I really love the player. Yeah, so I was, yeah, so I've been buying it for, I've been buying Valencia Sports as well. It was started with like $15, $20 and then it went all the way to like, I think now it's like $65, $70. Oh, so no. like, yeah. Yeah. So people don't know, like the breakers can't predict how much a card's going to cost. All they can do is they can guess. So, so like, go if early, you, go early. Yeah. So if you really want to trust your judgment, if you think this guy's going to be good and you want to get a lot of, the, of his base cards or a lot of his cards, buy early. So yeah, so like yeah, I mean, Hakim, you can uh, you can you can tell them how much the Manchester United spot costs at the start and how much it costs now. Yeah, what is it? What is it? Okay, so so okay, let, let let's talk about finance, the one that the first came, um, since the COVID, uh, started. So um, when I was doing pricing for for Charlesburg, um, we didn't we okay, I I have a couple of uh, other breakers. We have this uh chat always on how to come up with pricing. So we didn't uh, factor in the Hanan factor. Okay, so oh. um, we actually put Schalzberg at only $200 a case. Mm. Yep, and then we uh, and then after that, someone uh, first opened the case and we found out that there's uh, an average of about seven Hanans per case and each <laughs> Hanan was going, was going for like $100 and it doesn't make sense for us to sell at $200. <laughs> so that, that's, where, that's where, like what Mark said, Buy early, take advantage of 
our mistake. Mispricing. Mispricing yeah. <laughs> yeah. wrongly. And then that's where you get your cards at a at, at, uh, cheap price and then, you know, uh, turn it yeah. into uh, probably times 10 profits yeah. down the road. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that's my advice. Or oh, that's our advice. Okay. If you want to make money from breaking, uh, find a rookie. Assume that it's underpriced and buy early. Buying mm. later, the price. So how Hakim like does his pricing is that if there's a lot of people snatching for the same team, that's where we know that we can we need to raise the price because the price is right. it's it's like the stock market, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So like game, if yeah. everybody's buying, yeah, everybody buying the same thing, we have to move up the price to a point where only two or three people is like competing for that spot. Then we know, okay, so this is the cap of how much this team is gonna be. The thing is that when we raise those price, other teams can drop as well. So oh, other teams, okay. yeah. So we, we don't only just raise yeah, the yeah. price. Yeah, we raise the price and we drop the price <clears> of <throat> like, uh, I think the most overpriced one was maybe Leverkusen, Babel Leverkusen. Oh. It was like forty and dropped to like thirty, thirty, and so like basically when you raise the price of something, something else drops. So gotcha. it's easier to sell that 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 team. It drops to a point right. where it's cheap enough and people buy it. Yeah, listen up, guys. So that's that's how it's supposed to be done. We see something go up, figure out what's going down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, right. usually we'll drop the teams that have that are picked up last, like the last few right. teams that have been picked up. So those prices would drop, so so it so, would sell easier. Wait, so so what's the best pool you guys got though? Like, um, in like if, if of all the pools you guys got, what was the best pool? Um, <laughs> in your opinion, I have one. I have one crazy. St- I, I mean, this is like, Haki, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm wrong, but I think in one of like first two cases of Panini Prism, nineteen twenty. We opened the Adama Triori one of one and we didn't care first about case. it. First oh, case. Oh, yeah. first case. <laughs> it was the first case. We opened Back Adama Triori. Adama Triori wasn't wasn't anyone, wasn't anybody. Uh, yeah. he wasn't a big thing yet. So yeah. and uh, I put the I put the one of one and then we didn't think too much about We're like, it. Oh, and damn it. A big thing. <laughs> didn't I put this one of one in my first break? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh whatever this guy. Like cool. Two hundred dollar black. Prism, but yeah, uh, I think Hakim pulled uh, Cristiano Ronaldo one of one uh, autograph oh uh, from Prism as well. Panini Prism. Bobby Is that right, Hakim? Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. The, uh, so one of one CR7. Of it. Yeah. And oh I think if God. you ask me, one of the biggest um, one of ones that I pulled in my breaks uh, was the Ronaldo and the Ronaldinho one of one. Patch autograph um, that was for treble. Yeah. So I'm puking right now. I, I think I think the guy sold it for like three k. I think right now it's definitely more than three k, man. Three k is a steal. Yeah, that's a steal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, back then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prices yeah. back then, like three thousand yeah. a lot back then. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> that's you like can... what's three thousand now? That's like almost an like Mbappe base PSA ten. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so talking so, about Mbappe, let, let me tell you guys a story. So uh, back then when, yes. when uh, we were doing um, Donruss started uh, back uh, in I think 2019 somewhere. So it was it was pretty new. Donruss was pretty new and nobody wanted to buy France. So I, I had to buy in all the France spots. And I, and I nobody wanted France. Of, yeah, so no I, one wanted was, to buy France spots? I, I was yeah. left with lots of Mbappes. Right? Oh and then God. back then, base cards were not the thing. Right, right, right. And I threw away all my Mbappe base. Like, threw it away? <laughs> what? Yeah, in the bin. <laughs> oh, in the bin. Oh, okay, in a bin. Okay, in a bin. 
Yeah, in the bin. Mm-hmm. I, I literally like, threw, threw them away because I was like, I, I, I can't be keeping so many cards. I, I'll be I'm running out of space, you see. So I threw them away and then Mbappé, yeah, you know what happened. The rest, the, the, <laughs> that was yeah. history. You even threw away the hollows, right? The Mbappé oh, hollows. Oh my Hollow goodness. I don't remember. Where's the thing? Yeah, I don't remember t- whether I threw any hollows, but I definitely threw away all the base Mbappés. And and I had sold uh, one of the uh, Donruss Optic Mbappé um, it orange, was uh, orange, numbered to 75 uh, on eBay for like, I think, 30 bucks back then. Oh my God. Oh. And then I, I was keeping... I, oh, 99. I, I had yeah. two. So I, I sold one and I kept the other one. So, yeah. yeah I, like, like, luckily, I kept one. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 kept one. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would go to my accountant, my tax account, and I would claim a huge loss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So like, that, so that's the whole. That's that's how like the 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 breaking uh industry has shifted. So right now we ship all base, because back then mm. we didn't ship base because nobody wanted to pay for the extra shipping, mm. for like a bunch of base cards. But right now they they just we we just ship all base. So that's how the industry has shifted as well. Wow. I mean, it takes more sorting, and that's why we reinvest the money. It's like okay, look, we make some money. We're gonna put this money into a card sort, and they go start. Imagine sorting Donruss. It's like three four thousand different cards right more than that. i yeah. don't know what's the number but yeah so we ship all base now back then we didn't so and back then nobody wanted it anyway so uh right now we ship all base so that's how like the industry has moved so uh, other than other than throwing your uh your base cards away <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm guessing you guys do end up with a lot of um cards for your for yourselves um do you guys what do you guys do with those do you guys just keep them as like a personal collection do you guys actually sell them on your ebay site or uh we we sell it on ebay but because of like coronavirus right now it's pretty tough for us to do any shipping to the u.s so a lot of things get lost so we kind of like only accept express shipping because through DHL and UPS, the, the chances of your package getting lost is almost zero. So that's right. the only way we sell things. But then we can't really sell like a $2.99 cards and expect to charge $20 for shipping. So uh, we kind of like just kept it aside. And now we're just building this like inventory of like whatever that didn't get sold. We just put it all aside. And when the market opens up again, you know, we'll start selling them. But back then before COVID, what we did was that the things that couldn't sell, the cards that we acquire, we put it up on eBay. <laughs> and then we get back our costs that way. Yeah. Oh man, I wish yeah. I wish I found I wish I knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like how it's basically skinning it's basically skinning like a, a cow, right? You basically what we do is that we sell the break spots. And then whatever things that don't sell, we take it on our own. And whatever cuts that come up from that that portion of stuff goes up on eBay and we get back our money right. on those. Yeah. Right. I mean That's awesome. Yeah. We we're still losing money, but once in a while we hit something big and then we, we get back something. So right, right. You know, yeah, that's just that's yeah. just crazy. But do you guys see yeah. people buying stickers, by the way, though, in um, Singapore? In Asia? Yeah, in Asia. Uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. So like, I had this, I had this conversation is uh with with uh, some of my friends. It's more like um because the hobby products is, are now super expensive. It priced up right. a lot of collectors. So I think I talked to you about this before, but like yeah, we were talking a little bit. Up. Yeah, yeah. I just want people, people to hear this. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are getting priced out of the hobby products. And so the next inflow of money is going to be like the base cards from like the match attacks and like the stickers. So, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like those kind of like low end products. It's, it's just for fans. 
but uh, there is some investment opportunity in those as well because like if a Mason Greenwood rookie rookie ticket is a hundred bucks and like a, a normal base cards are five dollars and somebody's a Mason Greenwood fan and can't afford a hundred dollar ticket, they'll just buy a five dollar base, a five dollar yeah. uh, match attack cards, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's as uh, simple as that. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that is as simple as it gets. Like, I think people overcomplicate yeah. things. It's just yeah. that whatever is affordable, an easier barrier of entry. That's what people yeah. are going to do. You know, so yeah. that's a good good so tip. Like, but it's basically like a trickle down. I mean, you're looking at like Mason Green stickers selling for twenty five, thirty dollars right now, right? That's, and you can yeah. get it from a one dollar pack, right? Yeah. So, the yeah. thing is that at twenty, the thing is that it's if this this Mason Green sticker is going to be his first sticker. And if first sticker is going to mean something in the future, this thing's going to be expensive. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, hot tip right here: Mason Greenwood okay. stickers, um, the EPL yeah. stickers, oh, horribly underpriced. Horribly. Yeah. And, and it's super fun. Yeah. Super fun to crack a box of fifty dollars, <laughs> like a box of fifty <laughs> stickers for fifty bucks. You know. Right. Right. So yeah, that's, so that's awesome. It's trickle down. Hobby prices are too high. The next thing they go look for is the the, the low end products. Exactly. Bob, do you want to add anything or? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Soak it in. But I, I think it's, yeah, I just think it's really interesting to see it in your guys' eyes because you guys have seen it, you know, like we see it on eBay and we see it with a lot of um, followers that we interact with because we get a lot of questions mm-hmm. on stickers and cards and I just say they could coexist. Um, and, yeah. I, and I think it's just more reaffirmation that you guys are saying, hey, uh, there are people that are, cannot afford hobby, so they will buy stickers. So that's amazing to yeah. hear. So yeah, but but what, what what player though? I mean, I I want to dig deeper now. What are you guys buying any players heavy? I think Mark, you said Ben um, Torres, uh, Hakeem. Who who are you buying uh, heavy? Because I want to I, I want to know. Okay, like for me, because I'm a German fan, uh, right. Kai Havertz. So I bought ah, a lot of Kai Havertz for like a dollar a piece man. or something. That dude's yeah. special. Incredible. So I am huge into Kai Havitz. I have, I think about, I think four to 500 base, uh, like two to 300 optics. Jesus and like, okay. uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and, and like 15 hollows or something. So like, I bought a lot of Kai Havitz, um, uh back in the day because I was like, okay, I, I think me and Hakim had this discussion before. We didn't, uh, we figured that uh, rookie cards are going to be the thing. But we weren't confident back then when Donruss 18 first came out. So like basically oh, a lot wow. of Jordan's, Jaden Sancho's and base cards and, and optic cards actually go to the bin. Like not only from me, but from all breakers. Like it's just trash back then. And I would, I would, like, I would ask the breakers, to, hey, can you ship me my Kai Havits? Because, you know, I kind of want to buy a, a thousand of them or like uh, 500 of them. So uh, I'm big into Kai Havits. How about um, you, Hakeem? I must... <laughs> Um, I, I'm not like Mark to be buying 500 of, of one card. <laughs> Mark's a high roller table. He's the high roller table, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for me, I, I, I buy players that I collect. Uh, one, my, my main collection player will be Hakim Ziyech just because we share the same name. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Yo, and, and he's under a, the radar, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Chelsea bought him, so I'm quite kind of pissed because I'm a Man U fan. So <laughs> and now I have well, to buy a... Chelsea cards just yeah. because he's in Chelsea now. Um, and then the uh, the other player that I collect is James Madison. 
Oh yes. Yeah. So so far only just these two. Uh, yeah, and I don't think I want to add a third one. <laughs> now, now <laughs> it gets that, a little expensive. The prices of yeah, just medicine is very expensive. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think Hakim spent like 1.8k trying to chase like impeccable medicine and got nothing so far. Oh, wow. Like <laughs> so I'm Was trying it? to laugh, but that's that. Yeah. <laughs> like no medicine. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and then you know what? I end up buying uh, medicine cards on eBay. <laughs> and I, I, would have, I would have gotten more cards just by buying it off. <laughs> but, but the thing oh, is that, that that's where the fun of buying sports in a break. As in you, you yeah. can get like... Um, Cards that huge. is worth four digits yeah. now at just like probably fifty bucks. Wow! Like just just like recently, uh, the the impeccable break that I did, uh, there was this guy, um, okay, maybe because he's just lucky. I I uh, there's this guy that I I uh, he always joins my break. Uh, back then during the uh, Panini Prism EPL, um, I pulled like probably nine one of ones for him. What? Uh, what? Uh, as in, I do not know. Every single time I put a one of one, it happens to be his name <laughs> there. To that player. Can I, I need to team. inherit that name. That's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then recently he, uh, then he he went missing. Uh, I think he took a rest or something, and then uh, he oh. came back uh, for uh, impeccable um, EPL, right? And he only bought one spot. He bought a uh, Robin Van Persie Arsenal. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's a fifty dollars spot for a two case break, and I put him three autos. <laughs> so I don't know what what's with him, what what kind of a uh, black magic that he used, but yeah, that, that, that's one way. That's one way to show that. Cause in, um, it's all down to the luck. That's where that's how the, the hobby is. Yeah. So of course, of course. that's where you you don't you don't pay much when you get get good returns out of it. That's where the fun comes in, and that's where people are happy. And then that's that's part of my job, get, making people happy. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a friend who's like buying up the twenty dollars. So like, impeccable. The cheapest price is like twenty to twenty five dollars. Yeah. So I have I have friends who are just buying the twenty twenty five dollars spot just to get a gold bar, and they actually That's hit smart, it. Though. But you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like twenty dollars to get a gold bar that is the raw value is like six hundred US. You know, let me just gamble and try and try out. And so he just buys those like twenty dollars spots and try to get gold bar. He hits it. So, you know, that, that's like like kind of interesting. That's another pro tip right there. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Have, you, there's large returns in some of the low, the, low, the 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 small teams. So if you if you if it's like off your price range, you know sometimes just pick up the the, the mid tier small tier teams. You still can get pretty decent returns on them. Yeah, even the silver bars are going for like I think sixty to one hundred dollars a piece, and you yeah. can buy teams for like twenty dollars, and then you get get a silver bar, which is actually easier on the smaller teams because they have more mm. silver bar. Silver bars in 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 their teams rather than the rest. Man, all these protests, man. <laughs> hey, but I'll tell you guys what though. You guys gotta let me know when the next break is. I definitely need a one out of one from Hakeem. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah, I just want Hakeem to uh, open ours. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh man, but I do have one last question for you guys. Um, all right, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. This is this is gonna be a tough question. So yeah. obviously, there's um. There's other breakers out there, um, very popular breakers. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what makes you guys different from them? Different? Hakim. <laughs> Why don't you answer that? <laughs> him and his magical hands. That's yeah, that's right. Magic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the difference right there. The, the one difference is that, uh, yeah, they call me magic hands. And, and I, <laughs> most of the times, not, not always, most of the times I deliver 
So yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's not, there not, go. not saying that. Not saying that the rest don't deliver. But yeah, most of the times I deliver. And, and the thing is that here, not not everybody gonna win in a break. You see, so there will always be that one winner every single time. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the other thing that like more like the business point of view is that uh, we try to make it as personal as possible. We are trying to sell the lifestyle. We're, tr- we're not. Yeah, try- we're not trying to like. Uh, basically, I think that's what um, you pointed out. Yeah, it's it's more about like we have a passion for collecting. Like for Hakim, exactly. he's really into like his PC players, the the right. players that he really collects, and uh, he knows the joy of opening something that's uh, that he wants to keep it for the rest of his life, right? And uh, we want to we want to like uh, share that passion with someone else. So I think that is kind of like we, we hope that's our selling point at the moment. But uh, yeah, that's that's something we 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 want to continue for uh, for at least uh, at least as long as possible, or right. at least forever. It's part right. of like our vision for one of one. It's about community building. It's about a lifestyle. It's about uh, having that personal touch with uh, with, uh, with the customer. Yeah, man. I, I think that's I think that's the thing you guys hit on is just you know community, community, community. Which is which is you know what we like try to hit on because like at the yeah. end of the day, we're not trying to be soccer experts. We're just trying to build a community and just show how much fun everything is. Yeah. Um, but man, hey guys, thank you so much for getting on. Um, what what one yeah. last thing is though, we always like to ask people: Do you guys have any you know one question for us before we wrap this up? Mm, I I can think of something, Hakim. Anything? <laughs> Oh, one question. Yeah, a uh, very very simple question. When are you gonna join my breaks? Oh, there oh. you go. Hey, right after this chat. Right after this chat. <laughs> I am definitely buying spots. So, I don't know. Luigi and Bob probably gonna buy some spots too. We gotta get I some one on ones in here. I I, yeah. I told you guys, I definitely need a one on one. <laughs> yeah, we all need one on ones. No, we we will though, man. But um, hey guys, like, it, really, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. What what what? What players do you guys actually collect? That's one thing that I want to know also. Collect, collect? I would say Pulisic is my guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me is uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, okay. okay. How yeah, about you, Luigi? Um, collect, if, 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 if it's for my, my personal collection, I like collecting South American players. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as my actual, like, card collecting hobby, side hustle kind of thing, um... Definitely, I have a lot of messages on Ronaldo's just from like the very early cards, <laughs> and these are like raw cards that I that was that I was picking up for literally fifty cents to a dollar, and I just have a bunch of them. So I know nice. I know that's um that's gonna get me far. So, <laughs> so, 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 so now, so now we know who's the rich one here. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but Luigi got the Valderrama though. Yeah, I got a I I got a really nice uh 1990 World Cup uh Rama sticker. He I don't know if you guys know, but he played for the Colombian national team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so yeah, I mean, and like you, I mean, I, Brian and Bob was there. Like when I got that car, I was just like, dude, this is like this is amazing. You know, this is <laughs> it was just a really nice feeling. You know, like when you actually get that car that you really really want and like you you actually look up to. So. Pretty, it, it was pretty good. Hey, I, I have one pro tip, by the way, talking about World Cup. Yes. So, I feel that the next spike for soccer, if you're getting into like soccer right now, the next spike is going to be 2026. Yep, I think we all oh, in America. It. It's yeah, going to be huge I mean, get, then. Get ready, everybody. Get ready. Yeah, find find people who are 20 year old right now, 21, 
by the time they're 2026, they will be like in their prime. Exactly. And, that's, where, and the, that's where the five-year plan comes in. You guys yeah. answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. We found it on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. hey, guys, listen. You know, thank you so yeah. much, Mark and Hakeem, for coming on this uh, podcast, man. This really means a lot. I think it's yeah. gonna help a ton of yeah. people, especially people that are looking yeah. into getting into breaks. Oh, sorry, Mark, you're gonna say anything? Oh no, no, no. I, I was just okay. mumbling. It's oh, like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's gonna help a lot of people coming into breaks and you know participating in breaks or even start their own breaking business. You know, um, I would say is uh, check out their Instagram handle one of one soccer breaks. I think it's actually one of one underscore soccer breaks. And then you also have a Facebook group. We'll put it in our description as well, uh, and they could hit you up there. I mean, do they? Do you, how about do you guys want to put your Insta, uh, personal Instagram or anything like that, or that's pretty much the way to get in touch with you guys? Yeah, I, I can I can send you guys. I can send you my Instagram handle later. So you can okay, just awesome. put it up for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because my, I have, yeah, I have nothing on my Instagram at the moment. It's just that uh, <laughs> most, of them it's, most of them is on Facebook. But uh, yeah, I, I'm right, going right. to do some Instagram work at some point. So. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I would say you guys really are, are there to help. You know, I think you, one of the coolest things is you guys are really there for the, the hobby and everything. Um, I'm Bob Luigi, you guys want to add anything else? That'll do it for me. Uh, yes, we, keep, yeah. keep doing what you guys are doing. Yeah, we're going to participate in some breaks, Hakeem. I can't wait to pull some one-on-ones. <laughs> um, but with that being said, guys, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I, we got to do another powwow because this this was a, this is just a lot of information. Like, we there's so much to still talk about. <laughs> so that's the craziest yeah. part. Yeah. But um, but thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys. Uh, well, I'll say bye to everybody, right? <laughs> <laughs>